0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta.
1: Angres apna lagaan or News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi Welcome to episode 3 to 4 of Hafta. We're recording this on Friday the 16th of April at 11am in the morning. Uh, we have our, uh, we are recording from our homes because of the COVID numbers uh, going through the roof. Uh, we at News Laundry have gone back to, you know, staying at home. Uh, and the earlier Covid protocols. Uh, we've had a few cases amongst our colleagues. So until that happens, we'll be recording from home. I mean, until things improve, we'll be recording from our homes. And all of you also do take care. So on the panel today is Maharaj. Hi, Maharaj. Hello. Anand, he uh, joins us from the phone line in Patna. Hi, Anand. Hello. Manisha, who joins us from Bengal, where she's been reporting for around really, a month now. Back.
2: You Sorry. are not aware of what your own employees <laughs> doing.
1: No, no one tells me anything, <laughs> na. I'm
2: back. So, I came back yesterday.
1: Okay. No one tells me only when they're going. When, when I'm only told, to sign the cheque, paisa sign That is my role only. So, so welcome back, Manisha. I hope you are well and uh, yes. you braved an entire election campaign and rallies. Uh, well done.
2: Without getting COVID, I mean, too soon to say, I guess. I mean, I should wait for another week. But I managed without. Uh,
1: Maybe you should save this sentence for next hafta.
2: I think I'm made of some Superman and all had some you know some strange elements in them that prevent because it's crazy. My husband sitting in Delhi got COVID. I've been all over rallies also yeah, I that's that's happened to, to my masks.
1: all this all our and colleagues no at, <laughs> and all our colleagues at news laundry, all the ones who went to cover elections didn't get the ones who were in Delhi got.
2: You know, I think that it doesn't happen to be outside. Okay, now please don't,
1: don't behave like Trivendra Singh Rawat, your <laughs> Chief Minister. Please no, say responsible being things. An,
2: being we, in AC for... spaces is more, uh, uh, you're more likely to get it if you're in AC spaces. If you're outside in the open, less chances, even if it's a bit crowded. It's less chances of getting it, I feel.
1: Now, before we get into the discussion, and we shall start off with the discussion on COVID, the numbers of which are going through the roof, let's have the headlines by our very own Maharaj Lone.
3: Oh, So the top headline, obviously, is the COVID. India added over 2 lakh new COVID cases in the last 24 hours. So the total toll is now over 1.4 crore. In the same time, there were 1,185 deaths from COVID. So the total fatalities now are... 1, seventy-four thousand and three hundred and eight, And India is uh, now just behind United States when it comes to the second highest uh, tally in globally. And we've set the record for the most in a day. Yes, right? this is the highest ever since the pandemic began. Right. And because of this situation, the CBSE class 12 board exams have been postponed and class 10 exams have been cancelled. Uh, wow. Maharashtra Chief Minister Udav Thakri has urged Prime Minister Narendra Modi to declare the coronavirus
1: pandemic and natural calamity. And he also held a press conference where he uh, where he basically stopped short of attacking the central government, but very subtly put it out there that we have asked for this, 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 this. And now let's see what, which included army supplying oxygen yeah. declaring a national pandemic yes, of and,
3: the, and the reason done. for declaring a national calamity is also so that the disaster state disaster response fund can be used to help people yeah, out. Yeah. but none of that has happened yet because it's not yet a disaster of that scale apparently mm-hmm. yeah so Kum Mela will not be cut short say officials even as Haridwar reports 2167 cases in 5 days
1: now that's a disaster <laughs> <laughs>
3: So India can expect to receive stocks of Sputnik V, which is the Russian vaccine, at some point later this month and in June, as Dr. Reddy's Laboratories have begun uh, started importing consignments of the vaccine. So that's some good okay. news. Uttar Pradesh uh, Chief Minister Adityanath tests positive for coronavirus,
1: and, and I also read the other day so has Akhilesh, Akhilesh Yadav positive. and
3: Uttar Pradesh Minister Ashutosh Tandon also, and Adityanath has been uh, admitted in a regular.
1: Medical hospital, not in a not Ayurveda
3: stuff. and stuff.
1: That's not an Ayurveda. <laughs> That's a not Ayush. No. Okay. So. But uh, what I heard about Akhilesh was that he went and met someone who he was told was COVID positive. Some seer or something, but I think it was a political position. He went and met him anyway. Okay, So the mm. Kum
3: Mela can't be compared to the Nizamuddin Markaz outbreak, says Uttarakhand Chief Minister. And the logic, I don't know, it's very weird somehow.
1: Well, one of the bits of logic is that uh, that the Markaz attendees were inside a building and here it's in the open and that the Markaz people didn't have the blessings of Maa Ganga. Yeah, <laughs> So... That is the important. And how does he know they didn't? I don't know. Mah Ganga must have sent him a WhatsApp text, <laughs> which was intercepted by Navika. <laughs>
3: huh. uh, Nizamuddin Marcus can't be open due to ban on religious gatherings. Center tells Delhi High Court. Uh, High Court orders up to 50 devotees to offer namaz five times a day.
1: Hmm. Right. So the, that contrast cannot be more stark mm-hmm. or obvious.
3: Uh, Scania, which is a Swedish truck and bus maker, uh, its internal audit has confirmed that Nitin Gadkari, the Indian Minister for uh, Transport, received a luxury bus from the Swedish firm for personal use. And uh, this is a report which has been done by Sweden's SVT, Germany's ZDF and India's Confluence Media and we have published it as well. So you can go
1: to our... Yes, it is only on News Laundry, Caravan and The Wire. You can read the detailed report on uh, our website, newslaundry.com. Do check it out. Uh, It has not been taken up by any legacy media. Unsurprisingly, Uh, it is because we don't depend on government ads and we depend on you. So which is why I say pay to keep news trees so we can continue to publish reports that no one else will have the courage or the gumption to publish. And
3: from what we can tell, at least a couple of them did have access to the reports. They still didn't publish it or even report about it. So,
1: Yeah. And even now, they haven't picked it up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, 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 to one tweet per prime time doh ban damning report per koi prime time debate nil. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, then... Uh, Responding to Amitra's comments that the poor people of
3: Bangladesh come to India as they don't have enough to eat in their own country, Bangladesh foreign minister, A.K. Abdul Momin, said that the minister's knowledge of Bangladesh is limited. Prince
1: Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, dies at 99 years of age. And yes, and in fact, I heard the BBC podcast. The BBC was criticized and they read this out on their podcast by a very large chunk of their uh, viewers in Britain that when he died, it should have been wall-to-wall coverage. They reported it as a story and they went back to normal reporting on COVID and you know what's happening in America with that b- black man shot again in Minneapolis. Uh, or is it Minnesota? So, wasn't uh, it I, the I, other I, way
3: I, around? This, yeah. Because the story I read, I, I don't know about the BBC radio, but BBC TV and ITV mm-hmm. also, they got a lot of mm-hmm. complaints that they gave wall to wall coverage they, to this. Over, I think on the audio, they, oh, they got criticism. Okay. for that, they Apparently, even their like viewership we sure fell drastically because people just switched off their TV sets. India overtakes Brazil as world's second-worst-hit country by COVID, which we have already said. Uh, British mm. Prime Minister Boris Johnson curtails his India trip this month due to COVID crisis. Uh, Reuters reported Johnson is slated to visit India in the last week of April. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so there's this bit of rather bizarre news. Of the 6,740 prisoners at Intihar Jail who were released on parole last year in the wake of COVID, 3,468 of them have gone missing. <laughs> wow. And jail authorities yeah. have
1: now approached the Delhi police to help trace them. And other news, uh, over 360 Delhi police personnel have been found to be COVID positive. Yes. Uh- Japan is to release the contaminated
3: Fukushima plant water into Pacific. Fukushima was the nuclear plant which was battered by the tsunami in 2011 and the nuclear reactor was damaged and all that contaminated water now they're going to release in the Pacific. And it's obviously triggered a lot of criticism by activists and concerned public that it will damage a lot of... So
1: if your next tuna roll is glowing, I wouldn't eat it. But... On that note, uh, let's get into the discussion. Thanks, Mehraj. Uh,
0: Thank you, Abhinandan, for asking me this very pertinent question. I think uh, to answer this, we must first uh, understand briefly about the epidemiology of any infectious disease. So uh, an infectious disease uh, like this virus. So virus is actually hungry of the people who are not immunized. Right. And there could be in that the whole population uh, is susceptible when when we talk about a new virus. So especially those who are vulnerable, who are, uh, I mean, elderly, who are having poor morbidity, they are at higher risk of uh, uh, getting the serious disease or mortality or morbidity. But at the same time, those who are young and children, they are also susceptible. They do not have any antibodies for this new virus. Only thing is that because they have a better immune response or because they, like, especially for children, they do not have those receptors where the virus uh, uh, binds to those receptors. So they have a lesser chance of getting the disease or if they get the disease, lesser chance of mortality or getting the severe disease. But so uh, uh, what I would like to say that the whole population is susceptible whenever a new virus is there. So ideally, yes, the population, uh, should be all should be vaccinated, especially those more than eighteen years of age should be vaccinated because we have evidence for that. But since uh, they have, uh, especially the young adult, they have lower risk of mortality and getting the severe disease. We need to prioritize in the context of the availability of the vaccines which we have, the research which we have done in last one is done in last one year and the pharmaceutical companies who are manufacturing these vaccines they have very limited time period to develop these vaccines so definitely we have a very limited supply so now although we are in a better position we have serum institute and uh, bharat biotech now we have reddy laboratories they are producing uh, producing uh, vaccines in large quantity so uh, uh, definitely when we have limited supply we need to prioritize but as soon as the supply is available we should keep it uh, make it open for all this is what i also feel so as it depends upon the supply rather i would say the vaccines which have passed phase three trials and which have shown their efficacy they should come in the market government should procure those and government should make those available to all
1: right uh Mehraj and Radand, if you have any views feel free to jump in at any time okay so dr gupta then the large number of vaccines that we exported uh, you know Mm -hmm. earlier and also I was reading an article I think Canada has hoarded like one is to four for the population the vaccine I mean my data may not be absolutely accurate I must point this out to our listeners because I don't want to put out incorrect information but they have definitely hoarded more than their population needs Mm
0: -hmm. and apparently Mm
1: -hmm. so is the USA Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: such an environment where you know the most developed Countries with an infrastructure, health infrastructure way beyond ours.
0: Hmm.
1: we hmm. export karni is, is
0: that's a very tricky question to answer, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> but actually at that time when we were exporting it, I, I actually felt very proud because India is the one uh, where now the the image of India was changing, where India uh, was producing its own vaccine, which we were we were exporting. So I mean, uh, that that moment was actually, I really felt proud that we were helping countries, we could produce that much and at that time, probably we did not have uh, so many cases coming up. So, uh, uh, helping in that, considering that context, I think that was also right, but uh, now retrospectively, I I also think that maybe we should have uh, uh, kept those doses to us. So um, yeah, because we need it, we need it definitely. And uh, I would like to mention another thing why I'm saying we needed that uh, we need to vaccinate or uh, uh, by, nat- by way of natural immunity, we need to have immunized people to the tune of 75%. So if we have 100 crore, more than 100 crore population, we need 75 crore immunized people.
1: That means we need, one, with- need 150, 160 crore doses. That means 2 crore.
0: Yeah, yeah, Aap dekhleje, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So if a single-dose Johnson and Johnson ki hai, so that is also pretty good. So I think we should open the market for all the vaccines available, which our country can afford, and which is uh, feasible in terms of uh, uh, storing it and uh, giving it uh, through our health system. That is also like Pfizer and Moderna are very expensive and we need uh, minus 20 and minus 80 type of freezers. Probably is not, uh, uh, um, is not feasible in our settings, but definitely uh, if, if the private... Uh, Players, they want to keep it, we should also allow that. And they can keep it and uh, because it needs special freezers uh, to store the vaccine. So uh, minus 80, minus 20. But we should also uh, should be open for that option as well, where it is feasible. So I, I would say ki we should open now, like we should, whatever the vaccine is available, we should, uh, we should be able to provide.
1: Now, uh, as a health expert, and I know it's difficult to answer these questions in such a highly polarized political climate, ki batlab, jo bhi bo- bolo it tends to um, you know be party specific or politics specific. But generally, one year ago at this time, I had thought that in 2021, we have to offsite our events. But mm-hmm. we are worse off today than we were one year ago.
0: Mm.
1: And at that time, there was a kind of suggestion that we will increase our infrastructure, health infrastructure, beds, Mm -hmm. oxygen supply. After one year to fall short where people are lying in corridors, they're lying on the road without oxygen. Uh, One person, I saw that very heartbreaking footage, ward boy removed his oxygen to to someone else, and that guy died. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think as a medical professional, public health professional, uh, we have utterly failed? in how we handled this, especially since we had a one-year head start because the first time we had controlled it fairly reasonably and we gave up and became complacent.
0: So uh, I would not say that uh, we have failed completely. Uh, What I would say that initially, probably the uh, infection rate was not that high. So uh, at that time, we also had lockdown. There was a lot of fear among the population. They were like, they were cautious. So uh, we also had lockdown. So we, uh, I mean, the chances of transmission within the community was slower as compared to uh, this year. So, and also at the same time, like uh, during November, December, when it was the incidence was dropping, people actually thought that it is gone. So we we like we started uh, as usual without mask without although there were cases coming up. See the incidents like in our hospital also from 200 uh, occupancy it came down to 25. But there were cases. So all the pubs restaurants at night were jam packed and everything came back to normal. So but the virus was still there in the community and uh, with the variants available and there are UK variants here UK variant here which is also uh, they say that uh, yeah as per the evidence. It is highly infectious. So, And we were roaming about. So I'm not saying it's only the health system. The community also became complacent, and they were just not wearing masks at all. They thought it has gone completely. So I think because of that, the virus gets a chance to spread in the community, and the susceptibles in the villages also now, now are affecting. So as I've already mentioned that, uh, uh, Either by natural immunity or by vaccination, virus will spread to many. so it depends ki whether you want to have uh, immunity by natural infection or immunity by vaccine. So we need immunized people up to the tune of seventy-five to eighty percent to contain the spread of the virus. Uh, so okay, I just, ad- sorry. Another sorry. point uh-huh. which you which you another point which you made regarding the health system. So health system did prepare itself I think it, uh, it did prepare itself probably but uh, I didn't expect that we will see so many cases in a day like this and we thought it will be a little slower, but it is quite fast quite rapid so uh, that is probably the reason that we are uh, uh, facing this problem of shortage of beds uh, and all which we did not uh, speculate that uh, we will have so many cases
1: right just want to uh, say that um... Canada has enough COVID-19 vaccine, doses doses to cover each season five times over. So I was actually underestimating. It's not one is two, it's one is to five, is the kind of hoarding mm-hmm. happening there. Uh, uh, you know, this um, question I have regarding uh, the um, uh, how, how long the your immunity lasts once you've had it.
0: Hmm. From hmm. a medical
1: point of view, I read a few articles, it said at least six hmm. to eight months. But it was the same source which was being published in Venice. But of course, they're not guaranteeing it. There are very few cases, but they're saying six to eight months, it's last. I got COVID in November. Mm. I got an antibody test done two, three weeks Mm. ago. I didn't have antibodies, Mm. Mm. uh, although I've got vaccinated now. So Mm. is there any conclusive evidence that for how long the immunity lasts once you've had it and B, Mm. once you've had it and then you get vaccinated Hmm. Does your immunity only kick in till your second dose or after a certain period, your first dose also provides you with some protection?
0: I think you are asking excellent questions and uh, (laughs) very right. So I'll go one by one. So after natural infection, COVID-19, natural infection, they say the evidence says the immune response is weak. It's not that that, uh, good immune response. So you may or you may not develop antibodies. So we have seen many cases who, who uh, again, they develop COVID-19 infection. They have COVID-19 infection, there is recurrence even after getting the uh, disease within a gap of one or two months. So the immune response by the natural infection is weak. So it depends the, how your body re- reacts to it. And it uh, to the max, it will last up to six months it drains the antibodies drains off and it it will not develop in all the So sorry sorry uh, just on on that only one more question so
1: are you saying that without antibodies then you are back to like you were you are are a covid virgin you are a covid virgin again yes I see yes this is, a,
0: this is also so, that, so there is no there is, is no uh, uh,
1: say, memory of your cells that you know like the muscle memories, nice, is a hai someone who works nice, out regularly yes, even if yes. that person stops uh-huh. working out oh, when he or she starts working I out again said,
0: yeah so hmm. is it's there any weak. such
1: achay it's weak okay. so
0: at the memory uh, the, the immune response is B cell dependent that's considered a good good immune response B cell dependent there you will have some memory cells as well but it is weak it is not as good So, but the vaccines which they are producing, they are trying to double up a vaccine which have a better immune response, better than the natural infection as well. So, what the evidence says that immunity after the the vaccine is going to last more and is definitely going to be there for six months, right? So, this is the evidence which says, so we have currently the evidences which says that up to eight months to one year, we will have antibodies after taking the vaccine. Now I'm talking about the vaccine. So now uh, this is regarding the, uh, the uh, immune response after the vaccine. Now the another question which you asked. Suppose they the natural infection and then you get the vaccine first dose. Right. Um, you have developed the natural infection and now you have got the first dose of the vaccine. What will be the level of the antibodies? Okay. So, antibodies level, uh, although there are no, no such studies which we have currently on that, but the, that type of evidence will be available. But the antibodies level after the after in this case will be slightly better, but it will not be as good as after getting the second dose of the vaccine. Right. So, and another thing which I would like to mention here after some people say that I got the vaccine, I to antibodies. <laughs> because it's not that they are not developed the antibodies. It's because the test could not detect oh, the see. antibodies which they are producing. So it's not a foolproof
1: test. Antibody yes, test we have yes, initial exactly, stage.
0: Exactly. So even after natural infection, you might have developed some. So you cannot, if the tests are not so reliable for detecting the antibodies. In the vaccine trials, because trials are very done in a very rigorous manner, in the vaccine trials, they they actually conduct a very specific, rigorous qualitative assays to detect the neutralizing antibodies. So that test is not available in India. So, we are also sending the samples to a lab outside India where we are getting this test done. So, this test which is
1: not available in India, what exactly does it do? It tests for?
0: The neutralizing antibodies against S-protein of coronavirus. S-protein is spike protein which is virulent actually because through this uh, uh, protein, the, the virus actually uh, it gets connected with the lung cells so uh, it so uh, the the basically the target of the vaccine is to develop antibodies against this s protein
1: so abhi so, this is antibody tests is what what does that tell oh, you
0: so the coronavirus hai, hai. Hai? so it produces many of antibodies produced. so those can be specific they can be general but what we are interested in neutralizing antibodies which is very specific it's to very specific. coronavirus yeah yeah okay, so you, your test may not give you a right, uh, right result So that is why I'm not very, I don't give much emphasis to the anti antibody Antibody test. Yeah, sometimes it gives, sometimes it doesn't.
1: Before we move any further, we have a new Hindi website up. Website only for our Hindi audiences. Finally, it's up. Thank you so much for waiting. You can check it out at hindi.newslondi.com. Going forward, we'd like to have websites in many other languages with bureaus and reporters across the country. And we can only continue to do all this if you continue to support News Laundry. Because we have survived because we have a wonderful bunch of paying news consumers who pay to keep news free, jinke kharch pe hai So please go on to newslaundry.com, click on the subscribe button and pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served. Thank you so much. Do check out our Hindi website.
2: So, uh, yeah, like I said, Regaling we can do on a podcast where we can tell you a lot about our our impressions from Bengal and stuff like that. And for me, it's the first time that I've covered Bengal. So I had a lot of misconceptions that were cleared when I was on the ground. But I think one st- important story that News Laundry managed to do there, which a lot of people from the regional media have called me and congratulated me on it. And a lot of people from mainstream media also didn't pick it up, even though I think it was one of the biggest stories of the last phase was the firing in Sitalkuchi Assembly Constituency, Jor Patki village, where uh, four men died. And that uh, I think uh, was the worst in terms of poll violence that happened. Uh, there haven't been many deaths. There was this death, and there was a young person again who was shot in the same constituency. But this was different. These are these two incidents are completely separate. So we uh, went to the spot to find out what had happened. Uh, now official, there are three versions to this story, and which is why I think you know, like it's also humbling to report on such stuff because we uh, we think of ourselves as people who put the truth out. But sometimes there's just no way of putting the truth out. You know, all you can do is put out versions. And there's and especially in Bengal, the hold of parties on people is so strong that I thought it was very hard to trust anyone on the ground. You know, uh, and this is through the time that we've covered because we would often hear complaints that CRPF ne not do it, BSF ne ye do it. We would go on the ground and we'd find completely different pictures. So TMC guys would, you know, say that they're not letting us vote and then you'd go and talk to villagers and some people say, yes, yes, they're not letting us vote. But you have to scratch and figure out, okay, yeah, is a worker, hai. <laughs> so he's saying this. Then you meet someone else, it's completely different. And finally, you reach the booth and you talk to the BSF and CRPF and you talk to other residents around, you find out, okay, that was just rumor mongering. So a lot of rumor mongering is happening. A lot of people, most people are affiliated with some party or the other. So it's very hard to figure out who's telling the truth, which is very unlike many states. I mean, UP Bihar also which is looked as the worst case examples. There may be violence and there may be like political rivalries and all, but everyone is not so entrenched in it. I found that in Bengal, this hold of party on people is very strong, which is a legacy of the left, I guess, that party state thing. So anyway, we went to the spot. We went there um, two days after the firing had happened. The official version is already out. The CISF has said that. Uh, one boy fainted in the morning. The villagers assumed that we had beaten him or killed him, and there was a rumor that spread. And they attacked us at the booth. Some two uh, hundred to five hundred people came, attacked us. They tried to snatch our weapons, and we fired in self-defense. Now, this had been doing the rounds for about two days when we went to the village, but the villagers told us was completely different, and their version had not been aired anyone on anywhere on media. I mean. In fact, they told us that we have talked about so and they were very angry with the media also. So what the villagers are saying that there were two separate incidents. One this involved this little boy who was uh, who they say was beaten up. We met the boy in the hospital also. The boy said he was roughed up. He wasn't beaten black and blue, but you know, the, one of the CIPF guys picked him up, hit him on his bum, hit him on his chest. He fell down and he fainted. And the CISF guys took him to the hospital. So this is what happened, and we've sold the boy, and that's what the villagers say. There's consistency on this narrative from all the villagers. And they say that um hospital CISF fired shots in the air and crowd dispersed. And things been, were beginning to calm down. And we were lined up at the polling station when, you know, two vehicles came with central forces in it. They can't distinguish between uniforms. They just know central forces versus police. So they call it Kendravahini. The Kendravahini ke log Vahini. They got off, they came into the booth, one boy started shooting them in his, uh, like, on his mobile phone and they hit him and his brother came and sort of got aggressive with them and they shot the brother in the chest and they shot at the voter line. Are and, you
1: serious? Is, and this you got from the villagers there?
2: Yeah, and consistently everyone told us this. Now, one of the things that we realized with reporting on uh, these issues before is uh, there is not no consistency in narrative. Like one village will say something, the other one will say something. Narratives keep changing. Here, the one thing that was striking was everyone stuck to the same story. Unless they came together in a sabha and got tutored at night and then decided that this is our version. Hai. I don't see how everyone, from people in the hospital to uh, literally everyone in the village. The people
1: who were in the line you spoke with, people who were standing uh, yeah, we around. We yeah. spoke
2: to eyewitnesses who were in the line, women and men, who said the same thing, ki, se aaya aur shoot karke chala gaya. Now the third version is a video that's come out, uh, it's from the booth number 126, but we can't authenticate it really because we don't know who's released it, but it seems like the TNC's released it, because the TMC favoring channels have been running it. Now in that you can see boys and men and women with sticks standing outside the booth, there's police also standing there, the police is also battening them and telling them, There's no attack happening at this point. But men and women with sticks are visible around the booth. So they're visibly agitated about something. And in Bengal, something I've noticed this in so many. They may not do anything, like they are So anyway, people and sit and then QRT vehicles come. Sure enough, we can't figure out who it is because it's a bit from the distance. And suddenly you see the police, angle you see the police guy staring at the QRT guy. And the QRT guys rush into the polling station. Then the camera shifts to the wall. So you can't really see what's happening. And you hear gunshots. And you hear them leaving back. You, you see them then retreating back to the vehicle and going. At this point, there is no mob of 300 people. There is a group of people for sure. There are a bunch of people, I'd say maybe... A couple uh, dozen. Yeah. I mean, voting line may be people are but you can't really clearly see because the camera moves to the wall. So, uh, I mean, I, uh, there is definitely something that they were agitated about. That is for sure because there are women and men with sticks. So maybe the boy, the earlier incident with the boy being roughed up, had gotten them angry, and that's what a lot of shopkeepers also said. The women surrounded the forces, saying, tum maro, humko maro? To vote bhi nahi karta usko But shots fired, air mein ho tha, and dispersed. But clearly, some people followed this forces to the place with the sticks. And then you see them entering. There's no mob of 2,000 to 3,000, are agitated men and women standing around in, sort of sort of groups. And shooting happens. They go and then all hell breaks loose. They start screaming. They start shouting. There are dead bodies that you can see that are getting being get, gotten out of the booth. You see men raid the booth. You see them starting, you know, uh, banging at the door and, you know, creating a huge ruckus. And I believe the polling officers had shut themselves inside at that point because they were very scared with what's happening. So that is. Those are the three things that happen Now, um, because this is a sensitive booth, there should be a CCTV footage that the CISF should give us. I spoke to the CISF chief. He said that we will release it, but video camera is pointed at the EVM because they are concerned with the EVM being zapped and all that, whatever, somebody stealing the EVM away. So he says, I mean, he suggested that maybe it will not give us the complete picture, but two, three things to note is that every villager had the same story to tell of uh, unprovoked firing. Uh, the fact that things were completely peaceful, that they are not being completely truthful about, because there are men and women with sticks, and there seems to be have been an agitation. But the CIFS is also not being truthful about the number of crowd and the immediate threat. The third thing that's interesting about this place is that this is a majority Muslim place, and this is now what's really happening in Bengal, which is so alarming. You've had traditionally voter suppression tactics of both parties. So TMC will not let you vote if they think you're voting for CPIM, if they're in majority in a village. So they'll come to your house, they'll threaten you. So this happens a lot. I was a bit surprised by this also. Again, like in Delhi, we have this image of Bengali as this genteel intellectual, but it's really, it's really not. I mean, the average state of the state of affairs there is, is quite bad when it comes to you know political suppression, political violence and stuff like that. So here in this village, it's majority Muslims. Now Muslims uh, are super scared of BJP coming to power. They think that unka matlab ho jayega, pe. And, and they are mostly supporting TMC in these constituencies that we visit. So they have they actively disallowed Hindus from voting. Now they are minority Hindu voters who are scheduled cast. They are Rajbanshis mostly. So we met a bunch of Hindu families who said we didn't go because we were turned away from the booth. And we are not allowed to vote here because Muslims feel if we vote, BJP will come to power. So earlier allegations that were traded between two parties are now being traded between two religions. Because voter preferences have split completely down the line between Hindu Muslims in these areas especially. So the other side to the story was also that there was voter suppression happening. There have been booths where Hindus were not allowed to vote. And uh, there was also the incident of Anand Barman, another guy, who was about 15 to 20 kilometers away from this village, who was shot dead at the water line. Two bone men did it. The BJP is saying he's their supporter, but there's no clarity really on that. But he was shot dead and two people have been arrested. So, very murky situation. So, And and I feel like one of the reasons why things really escalated, maybe, maybe we need to figure out why they shot, because there isn't really an apparent there isn't. You can't see a mob attacking them, at least from the footage, but you need a clearer footage also. So what led to the escalation that bullet injuries are all in the chest again?
1: Yeah, uh, shoot to kill, I, so, I read yeah. about that.
2: So no, we what? need to know exactly what is the imminent threat there. But I think two things uh, that have happened and have really like um, created a really tense situation is A. Mamta Banerjee's rabble-rousing. She has been going to rallies and saying that CRPF mm-hmm. mar rahe, loo- Before this incident also, Ko hai, unko na, you know telling the mothers and all and really those of you rousing. wondering
1: what a luchi is a luchi is what bengalis call a puri
2: yeah hmm. so yeah. you know come out with your balance and do to them what you do with luchis kind of a thing so she's really done a lot of rabble rousing among minority voters and minority voters are convinced muslims that bgb is out to steal our votes which isn't true. Like, we did go to a lot of places where BSF and CRPF were really trying to, you know, like in Nandi Gram, uh, BSF, there was a commotion and there was voter suppression happening where TMC was accusing BJP of not letting them vote. So, BSF personally went to their houses and said, You come with us, vote, we are with you. But the families said, You'll go away, we'll have to stay in the village, so we don't want to come out. So, you know, in their defense, there have been areas where both BSF and CRPF have really worked with the people there. There's a big language problem they Can't understand Bengali, and often the poll officer and police officers also don't understand Bengali and Hindi. So huge language issues in communicating. So they'll ask a person to do something, the Bengali guy won't understand, and then they'll get aggressive, the Bengali guy will also get aggressive. So those issues are happening. So for for, for to make the claim also that CISF just came and shot, you know, just like that at a voter line is also a bit alarming. But you know, things can happen when there is so much suspicion between two people. And there's so much suspicion among the voters and there's so much you know tensions and uh, even for the CISF because this area you know you already had a shooting in the morning you had some mob incidences so they're they're also and they don't understand the language so for them also I think they feel before it ex- escalates let's just shoot that's of course you can't do that there's a protocol, yeah I mean I, I I think the whole, uh,
1: yeah. there is a p- serious problem with um just the training and we've yeah. s- done this discussed this so many times on Hafta I'm sure the regular listeners will be bored so we won't get into it but our uh, you know police force and the central forces they are under trained under prepared under or over nourished it is uh, I mean we've just been over it so many times I it's, it's like you know sending a bunch of ill prepared children to play the world cup Either they will hurt someone or they will hurt themselves. I mean, I don't, I don't. And
2: CISF is an industrial force, no? So usually, the, I can understand CRPF, BSF are still known for these things, but I mean, there have been encounters and stuff like that. But CISF is an industrial force; they guard the stations and metro, and all, so it's not, it's not known to be also. So anyway, I mean, I think what is really sad, one thing, yeah. So one thing is the mistrust, and the other thing that I found very striking was that no one in the regional media or national media spoke to the victims. And unwilling to even if it's an allegation, you are unwilling to even put an allegation out when both parties have filed a police complaint. The Muslims, the people who've lost their lives, and the CISF both have filed complaints. So why is it that for two days you're only relaying CISF? At least they have a right to make an allegation, even if it's a false allegation. You know. So uh, this 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 thinking that a lot of the media goes with now that Muslim. We have heard that people are like this, they are their work. Gondogol is a word they use for, you know, uh, people who create this rada kind of situation. So a lot of people will just say that this is notorious, area is like this, they don't have to listen to it. But I think, I mean, we spoke to a lot of people and I think consistently saying something, there must be some kernel of truth somewhere to what they're saying. And listen till all of them got together and decided we'll put the same lie out for a journalist who comes tomorrow. but the, the, the unwillingness for the media to even air an allegation when it is a Muslim victim is quite out there. And it's it's very sad.
1: All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.